Hi, metal fans. I'm Rafael Bittencourt from Angra, and you're watching CMS TV. Keep on. Aiken presents and I of course am Chris Aiken and we just played a little bit of brand new material from the band Angra Gods of the World is the video uh, they have a brand new release called Cycle of Pain it is out on November the 3rd and here to talk all about it is the one the only the guitarist of the band Mr. Raphael Bittencourt Raphael how are you man I'm fine here, Chris. How's it going? It's good, man. It's always good when there's new Angra, man, because one of my <laughs> favorite bands, man. I love I love what you guys always do. So Thank you, brother. I'm very glad to listen to hear that. Absolutely. Well, dude, let's talk all about Cycle of Pain, man. It's um from everything I've read and certainly what I know of the band, it's been a very difficult time between from Omni till now. So why don't you kind of catch us up with, you know, everything that's been going on and the difficulties and getting to this point? Oh, well, um, after Omni, we were very excited. I mean, it's been, it, it, it has been one of our biggest tour, you know. We've toured Europe. We've been back to Russia and places like Korea that we've never been before. So it was very nice and exciting. Uh but then came the pandemics. We had to, you know, stay uh, apart from each other for a while. And it was very, very hard to keep up with the band because the pandemic was very lonely. You know, it was, mm -hmm. it was tough to, to talk about everything we were injuring because it was so confusing. Uh, the information, you know, the, the fear of, of the disease itself and the uncertainty about being a band again, you know, sure, it could take like 10 years, uh, who knows? So it was very, very uncertain and hard for us to keep up. I mean, creating stuff as a band. Right after that, we were, I mean, we decided, you know, to go on tour to celebrate the 20th anniversary of Rebirth, right? One of our most important albums, sure. And during that tour, lots of young fans here in Brazil, they started to, to appear. They started to, to, to enjoy Angra because of the pandemics. They stayed at home and with their parents. Many kids started to enjoy rock music because of their parents, because being in contact with them so closely, you know, 
I mean, watching ACDC videos, and then they were watching Joe Aerosmith stuff, Metallica stuff. So many young kids started to enjoy uh, rock music and also anger because of that. So a very positive thing has aroused. Also, um, we felt very happy to be together. You know, sure. We a sense of purpose, a sense. Uh, it was very meaningful. You know, to exchange time together, exchange ideas, all the emotions, and all you know the the, the consequent e uh, insights about about humanity and the whole thing we've been through. You know, so we started to also feel inspired and motivated. We decided to okay, let's write an album. We need to write songs about you know like with that chemistry. You know, using sure. that chemistry in our in in favor of us. And that's the cycle of pain, right? Now, now t looking looking at that, and and certainly looking at the the newfound interest in the band, kind of after the pandemic, how much, if any, of that? And I think it's probably not a huge part, but probably some came from the <laughs> fact that um, that Kiko obviously joined Megadeth, and and you know, it created, if nothing else. Whenever they showed his name initially, it was Kiko, formerly of Angra. You know, did that? Do you think that that helped as well? A little bit, a little bit. Um, I think in Megadeth is huge, right? He's sure. one of the. He's one of what they call the um, the G four, right? The giants. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So, yeah, that was good for us to to get to be known, to get some curiosity toward us from the people who never knew about us but that didn't really increase our popularity okay you know sure. it set a little bit the, the lights and spotlight on us but still we had to prove you know that we were um uh i mean good but for many people who enjoyed Megadeth, angry is too weird you know too progressive <laughs> right right so it didn't became like a number of followers on social media or anything like this you know right it brought a little bit of attention but that didn't increase any of our uh, tour dates you know right um but for us it was we were very proud of him absolutely and also we had to find other ways of writing music other ways of convincing the people that we're still there we're still connected to the original concept we're still creating fresh ideas and you know being creative in general so it was it was um i mean good and tough in proportional ways sure. but i think uh the best is that we had to really really uh, move ourselves into um, consolidating the what I call Fabio's era, you know. Right. Certainly. E even without Kiko. Right. Definitely. Now let's let's talk about the some of the harder stuff that that I read from Cycle of Pain. Clearly, two major losses in your personal life. You know, one one yeah. being a family member, and one obviously being you know Andre, the original singer of the band who from all accounts as far as i know you did not have a problem with him as a as a person maybe there was some conflict musically which led him to leave but person to person you had no problems 
it's always tough when you try to be creative in the wake of of pain like that of losing people talk about that for you as much as you'd like to as far as how you used you know tough times in writing this record which i will be the first one to say is one of the darker ones that you've written oh yeah lyric wise we wanted to be more realistic mm -hmm. but also very positive you know about sure. life but i don't i wasn't feeling like it if it's time for fantasy, you know, I was right. feeling that we should go too metaphorical on, you know, like having, having comparisons about a tough life, like a, you know, like soldier with a sword, sure. because, you know, our life became too real to compare it to that kind of fantasy. So um, that, that was the first thing. And then, I think, obviously, yes, the pain of losing people that we like was became an inspiration, became uh, part of our personal lives and also collective life. But the main thing is it was a natural thing. It was nothing that we were like, okay, let's talk about pain. No. Right. First thing that I thought, I wanted this. This is the 10th album, and I wanted this to be called 10. Right. With a Roman X. Mm -hmm. On the cover, very, very, to say, um, obvious yeah, sure. and cliche in a mm -hmm. way. But then I realized because because the the ten, the number ten, and the tenth album completes a cycle, and I wanted to to talk also about the cycle, and but not only the cycle of anger because it has to connect with people. Okay, so what's the mm -hmm. cycle that people? are living now, well, the cycle of being out of the pandemic, you know, picture, I mean, we were so positive when we had uh, all the social media, everyone was so excited, working, you know, like on home office already, you know, like having sure. some, some geographical freedom. <clears throat> but then with pandemics, uh, we were all hurt, you know, mm -hmm. we're now relieved that that's gone partially, but we, during that, we were like fear, uh, fearful, we had lots of anxiety, uh, doubtful about how is it going to be. So all of that connect us, connect us and the pain that we've been through, not my, my personal pain, but I think everyone has been injuring the pain of frustration, trying to adapt ourselves into a very, very fast and intense life. Mm -hmm. So it's painful, you know. Sure. And I was, I was, I had a look into my uh, young child. I have a, a son, he's now 18. And during the pandemics, he was start. he was 14. Sure. So he started his social life and he had to be you know, kept at home. And that was painful for him and for the whole of his teenager generations throughout the world. So I thought, okay, and they endured anxiety, depression. I heard about lots of young guys having suicidal tendencies. Sure. So it was tough for them. So I wanted also to write a letter for people who are in pain, people that hurt to connect, you know, and also to embrace them saying, we're all suffering. It's hard for everyone. It's not only you 
but you will thrive. It's going to be fine. You will survive and, and you will be stronger. Sure. So then came that idea that pain, the cycles of pain, they come and go. We try to avoid it, but we can't. And mm-hmm. they come and go as a cycle. And it's exactly what makes us grow stronger, go grow mature. Sure. We've done the album for people who, the people who, who are in pain, the, the people who are aching. Right. So, <laughs> there so you go. <laughs> so you. So you're our target audience. That's right. Now, I'm the target. <laughs> you're aching, man. That's so. right. <laughs> well, uh, Raphael, I'm curious. Uh, do you, did you guys on this one feel like an obligation? You know, obviously you had the creative ideas and, you know, you like everybody else went through the pandemic and you knew the feelings. But did you feel an obligation since you do reach a, a lot of people? to kind of spread this message and certainly, you know, tell people that, Hey, you're not alone in this. Yeah, I think so. I think as a father, mm-hmm. uh, Marcel is also father of a young adult. We, um, we have our concerns, you know, about younger generations. We want also to get this guys, the younger generations into a rock concert, which is sure. not so easy nowadays because, Many other things, you know, brings interest to their eyes and ears. <clears throat> so how to connect? I think we should be honest. I don't right. want to sound like I'm still young, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sound like a young nerd talking about uh, video games all, only and, um, right. and, and you know, uh, the, the Game of Thrones you know, kind of stuff, mm-hmm. which I also love a lot. But I felt like a, a social responsibility, not sure. only an obligation, but they, there is some responsibility toward society when you're an artist. Right. We wanted to be, but also we wanted to be honest. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was a real concern that we, we that we would, you know, talk about pain, be a, go a little bit darker this time, like you said, but more real more honest, you know, more truthful to our fans. Right on, man. Well, I'll tell you what, Raphael, let's take a little bit of a break here. We're going to give people a taste of the video for Ride Into the Storm. Yeah. Uh, what can you tell us about this one to um, to lead us into it? Well, uh, it's the first one. It's the song that it's the opening of the album. I mean, there was also an intro, but I mean, it's the opening song. It's a power metal, epic, chorus kind of song with a very trashy, guitar riff in the beginning it's also a bit progressive because it, it, it there's a this huge break sure. after the instrumental part we still like going you know, com- bring another completely different atmosphere so i think it's a prog metal song i'd say you know there's not too many pro progressive power metal sure bands around a lot of progressive crazy progressive song bands great bands but and many power metal bands, but finding you know this intersection, it's not very easy. But that 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 one song I think shows this a little bit. Excellent. Well, let's check it out right now. It's Ride Into the Storm. It is Angra from Cycles of Pain, right here on Chris Aiken Presents.
back here on Chris Aiken Presents. We are talking with angry guitarist Raphael Bittencourt. Brand new release, Cycles of Pain, out on November the 3rd. And uh, Raphael, uh, for this record, as you guys have done in the past many times, you worked with the great Dennis Ward, who is, you know, obviously... I, it's weird because, you know, I'm old, so I think of him as the PC-69 guy. But at, the, <laughs> at this point, he's really not that as much as he is famed producer guy now because he produces a ton of music uh what what was it about working with him again or what is it about always working with him that makes him such a essential part of an anger release well as you said you know he's been part of six, uh, pink 639 uh pink 16 pink cream 69 pink cream 69 for a while and so he's he's got this musician eye mm -hmm. you know he's got this he knows how to blend himself among musicians, you know. Many times producers, they're kind of, they're, they put some distance, you know. And obviously after so many days and spending in the studio and hours, you kind of get some, some, some intimacy or friendship, you know. Sure. But with Dennis, it's more like he's part of the band during the process. You really feel him as part of the band. He's no, he knows... The, the, the kind of concerns we have right. when we, we're about to change an idea. But also, but also we, uh, obviously, we're all experienced and we, we know how important it, that, that um, outside overview is important. Sure. So I think he blends, you know, the technical side of being a great engineering engineer and also a great producer with the fact that he is a musician. So I think that's the secret. Sure. Well, speaking of musicians, you have many guests on this record. Uh, talk a little bit yeah. about the guests that you brought in. And um, specifically, when you were writing the songs, did you write toward the guests or did you have the songs and then had ideas of who to fill them with? Both, you know? Okay. Sometimes I write a song that I know that it would be cool to have a guest there. I don't okay. know who's, who that will be, you know? So after the song start, starts to get some, you know, like some overlook, like it start to have an impression, you know, overall impression of that song, you go like, okay, I think it would be cool to have a Brazilian artist singing in Portuguese here. Okay, sure. who that Brazilian artist would be? Okay, then there's this list of our Brazilian idols, you know, mm -hmm. because the Brazilian music is a huge influence for us uh, in the band. We all like a lot the many Brazilian artists. And then came Lenine, who is one of our uh, number one artists here in Brazil for the alternative Brazilian pop. Okay. You know? It's not that he's like the main guy, like Bruno Mars. Sure. No, he is, he is more like alternative and intellectual kind of music. Okay. He is a multi-Latin Grammy winner, you okay. know. And, well, it, it became, I mean, and we wanted to share with people sure. all, along, uh, all over the world. What is uh, the sound, the kind of sound, the kind of music atmosphere that surrounds us and sure. influences us, you know, 
Because many times people go like, okay, Brazil is a Latin country, so they probably like mambo and samba all the time. <laughs> or sepultura. And they think also, A or B. Okay. <laughs> that too. Right. That too, because metal here is very, very, very good on on extreme metal sure. bands, you know, such as Sepultura, Crisium, Crypta, and a huge list of sure. great, great uh, death metal and, and extreme metal kind of music. But we have also this more groovy and as atmosphere kind of music like Bossa Nova and other stuff. We wanted to invite people to that, which is part of our lives, you know? Right. We don't want to go like, okay, here's my metal life and I share with you. And this is my other life that I'm not sharing with you because you're not interested. Right on. You know, we always like to expand and show that metal is not... Uh, it's not uh, a slave of stereotypes. Sure. I, I think that many times when we we go like, okay, this is true metal and everything else is not metal, um, we kill metal in a way. We kill the right. scene in a way. So we, we want to, okay, say uh, uh, the heavy metal style, lifestyle, mm -hmm. is having metal and, okay, this is the ass of a cat. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Cat wants to be on the video, man. <laughs> oh, he does. Yeah. He's so needy today. Well, anyway. Uh, you know, so, yeah, like even having cats and pets, it's because of social media, we we now can't pretend anymore that right we're on. metal all the time. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> Definitely not, man. Well, dude, uh, let's, let's talk about the obvious plans that come next. Uh, you know, Anger is a touring band. I'm imagining that you're gearing up to go out on tour with, um, in support of Cycles of Pain. So what are the plans for the rest of this year or into next year? Yeah, we start touring here in Brazil, starting in the end of October. Okay. And um, we have plans to tour in Europe. We're, we're looking for a band, maybe a bigger act that we can, we can feature as a guest act. Sure. So we're still planning that. There's some discussion of going to Japan and Asia. I think after the album is out, after November, mm -hmm. I think people will be very delighted and surprised with the album. And then I think the the touring, the booking, uh, the tour will be a bit, will speed up a little bit. Right on. Is it, as an international art band, as Angra is, is all the craziness that's going on all over the world, does that affect you guys' not only ability to book tours, but kind of desire to go into strange countries? and Not necessarily strange, but different countries and different lands where, you know, the world's a lot of, is on edge. Yeah, I think that uh, visiting places with the music. I mean, music is the passport, you know, mm -hmm. for us to visit places that we would never guess and knowing about, knowing about different cultures, knowing that, you know, like really getting to meet the people who are into our music, the fact that music really, really um, hits people from faraway lands, that all is, is, is stunning and, and nice. So I hope to be tour, to be on tour uh, hopefully soon. Absolutely, man. 
Well, dude, the new record, it is called Cycles of Pain. It is out on November the 3rd. And um, for people that want to keep up with Angra and keep up with tour dates and where they can actually physically buy some product, which we tell everybody to do, don't just stream it, buy something. Yeah. Uh, where should we tell them to go to do all those things? I think all the information would be on our website, okay. always, uh, angra.net. Okay. Okay, that's it. It's easy. All the information will be there. Also on our uh, Instagram, which is Angra Official altogether. Okay. Angra A N G R A Official. That all of that information will will be also dis, uh, displo- disposed there, because it can change all the time. You know, sure. like depending on where we're going, different places for buying the tickets. But yeah, follow us on Instagram. And on through our website, you get all the recent news. Very good. Well, one more time, the album is called Cycles of Pain. It is out on November the 3rd. It is Angra. And uh, I figured we'd wrap this one up, um, Raphael, with the song Tides of Changes, which is a two-part massive song on the massive yeah. epic on the, on the record. So to wrap it up, tell us a little bit about this one. Well, again, that's a consequence of this new line i mean this recent lineup i call the third era of the band sure fabio leone has been with us for almost 10 years years, now and um but marcelo barbosa also been with us so and this is the second record with him right and so it's like i think it's a more current songwriting process it's there's a fresh sound into it philippe is playing the bass uh, and so it's it's like it really represents what we are now. So I'm very proud of that one too. And as I said, we're going very uh, progressive power metal, sure, uh, which is the kind of temperature that, that we are looking for. Absolutely. Well, let's check it out right now. It's Tide of Changes. It is Angra and Raphael. Thanks so much for joining me here on Chris Haker Presents. Yeah, thank you, Chris. Mm-hmm. 